His team of 20-plus people based out there in the UK and Greece launched in 2013 to make email marketing easier. They're coming in and really just price undercutting MailChimp. Having some success, they have about 1,000 users, 700 of which are paying about 200 bucks a month. So today, doing about 135, 140 grand in monthly recurring revenue. That's up from about 60 grand uh, a month in revenue about 13 uh, months ago or so. They're doing 6% logo churn per month, obviously focused on driving that down. Lifetime value of about 18 months or three grand in total lifetime value in dollars. This is the Top Entrepreneurs Podcast, where founders share how they started their companies and got filthy rich or crash and burn. Each episode features revenue numbers, customer counts, and other insider information that creates business news headlines. We went from a couple of hundred thousand dollars to 2.7 million. I had no money when I started the company. It was $160 million, which is the size of many IPOs. We're bootstrapped. We have like 22,000 customers. With over 5 million downloads in a very short amount of time, major outlets like Inc. are calling us the fastest growing business show on iTunes. I'm your host, Nathan Latka, and here's today's episode. My guest today is Yanis Saras. He is the CEO and founder of a company called Moosend. He's been in the banking technology in the past, including Goldman Sachs, JP Morgan, and also was marketing technology, obviously now in the present. He's a Londoner at heart using technology to cook beautiful dishes. Yanis, are you ready to take us to the top? Hi. Hi, Nathan. How are you doing? Yes, sir. Okay, good. So, so tell us more about the company. What do you do and, and how do you make money? Right, so uh, we're an email marketing and marketing automations platform. Um, uh, obviously, we our clients use a platform to set up their uh, email newsletters, design them, to set them up, to send them to their audience. Uh, they can segment uh, to you know their audience lists, or obviously um, you know just do a normal email blast, or they can do automations. And uh, you know uh, the cost of our platform starts from free all the way up to depending on how many subscribers you have to you know as far as can go, basically. And so why would somebody use you over MailChimp? I mean, this is a very fragmented space. It is very fragmented. Uh, you know, um, we have many, many, many clients that came over, over to us from MailChimp. We've actually uh, uh, created a technology that migrates a whole account from MailChimp to... Okay, but why are they switching? Using us. Uh, yeah, sure. So the reason, uh, a few reasons. As you said, it's a very fragmented space. And if in a fragmented space... One of the main reasons is pricing. So we're a cheaper alternative to MailChimp. We have all the features at a cheap price. Second reason is we have an awesome customer support team. While uh, products like MailChimp, you may have to wait two, three days on a, on a ticket or on a queue to get your answer. And to be honest with you, uh, marketing tools these days are quite uh, quite advanced. I mean, to set up a marketing automation is quite advanced. I strongly believe this all opinion I'm biased on that uh, but I strongly believe we have better marketing automations and we have the best marketing automations that you can find on um, email marketing tools what are I mean the numbers don't lie so let's just jump into some of the numbers what is the average sure. pay you per month so the average the average uh, customer would pay us two hundred dollars okay that makes sense two hundred dollars per month now that's not cheaper than MailChimp I mean there are many MailChimp plans way cheaper than that Sure, but you've asked about the average customer. So the average revenue per user per month is two hundred dollars. We we'll have people that they, you know, they send uh, five thousand emails uh, for for ten bucks. Okay. Um, I mean, if you if you compare the pricing between the two products, there is no question about. I mean, forty percent on average, every plan that we have is forty percent cheaper than Mailchimp. 
And actually, um, just to add to that, um, we don't have restrictions about the number of uh, campaigns you can send. So you can send one or 1,000 campaigns a month, and we don't basically restri- restrict you on the number of campaigns you can send. Well, on MailChimp, you so how do you, how do you make sure then you have kind of long-term viability as a company? Because you could have people come in and abuse the system, drive your costs through the roof because they're sending unlimited sends and just take advantage of your system. But I mean, it could happen theoretically, um, but it's like um, a buffet meal. You know, you pay $10 or you eat a buffet. You know, you can have people that they can go in and abuse the system. But overall, it works, uh, it works quite well. And actually, it's, uh, you know, Abuse the system. Abusing the system would mean that they would send unlimited campaigns to their customers. No one really wants to do that. So at the end of the day, they will get so many complaints. Well, talking about spammers. You know, I mean, spammers would not use a product uh, like uh, like ours. Um, we would uh, either find them before they start a send a campaign, or we would find them after they send a campaign. But you know, we were in a space um, that uh, you know we don't we don't build products for spam. Um, well, this sounds like a, um, a a product perfectly built for spam. It's a flat fee for unlimited sends. That's that's a spammer's dream. No, hang on. Uh, so it's not really flat fee for unlimited. It's flat fee for a, the number of subscribers you have, right? <clears throat> um, well, l- let's see. Let's see how how a spammer could take could, could abuse that. They could uh, uh, send, let's say, ten campaigns a day to their customers. Well, if their numbers, uh, if they get uh, um, good open rates, good click-throughs, uh, if their audience reads uh, their emails and opens them and everything, they're not spammers. If yeah. they're not, then then the, the systems that we have in place will detect those people and uh, block their accounts. So, you know, uh, to be honest with you, you know, many people say, you know, email marketing, you know, kind of spam technology. Well, it's not. Um, we we are 100% against spam in any way. My co-founder actually right now, as we speak, he's in San Francisco uh, in the Messaging Anti-Abuse Working Group, which is a, a very big sort of forum uh, on anti-spam. We, well, Ian, it's we just, to drive, be clear, just to be sure. clear, everyone would say that. No one's going to come out, an email marketing company is not going to come and say, we love spam. No one's ever going to sure. say that. The fact is it still happens, right? People still yeah. have platforms. So I was just trying to understand mm-hmm. more around your model. Let's move on to some other questions here. So okay. what, did you, what year did you launch the company in? Hey, sorry, you didn't get the question. What year did you launch the company in? What year? Okay, so it was 2012, 2013 when we got our first customer on the product. Okay, and what have you scaled to today in terms of total customers? So we are currently running at around 1,000, 1,000 a bit active users, active customers. Okay, and just to be clear, those are paying active customers? Uh, 70% of them, yes. 30% would be on our freemium plan, which okay. is up to 5K, yeah. So 700 of the 1,000 are paying you on average 200 bucks a month. You're doing about 140 grand a month right now in revenue. Uh, around, yeah, around, around that. Okay. What do you mean around that? Like, is it way lower, way uh, higher? No, no, it's 135, that sort of thing. So yeah, around 140, as you said. Okay. And now let's get into some of the economics here. So churn in this kind of business is obviously really difficult sometimes. Tell me about your churn. Sure. Right. So the, the average churn in the industry, uh, from what we've uh, gathered in terms of our data, it's 8%. Um, we are below 8% churn um, uh, on our product. We're about 6, 6% churn. Okay, so that's 6% logo churn per month? Uh, yeah, exactly. Okay, so how do you draw? I mean, that's still really, I mean, that's still high, right? You churn 65, 72% of your customer base every year. How do you get that lower? Um, you know, it's tricky. Um, it, it, that's where, you know, really good support, really good product comes into play. We keep, you know, at the end of the day, what we do is we, we try to understand where the churn comes from. Um, 
I think uh, personally that uh, uh, support in this business is basically the way to be turned. Um, at the end of the day, the people are turning because either they don't understand the product, so we're missing something on customer support, or because uh, they don't get what they need in terms of um, sort of open rates. So that's deliverability. Um, we try to sort of, uh, of to sort of battle churn through those. We do a lot of meetings with our clients to explain to them, you know, um, what they can expect from from email marketing and what sort of open rates their industry gets. We're um, uh, recently uh, we're haven't launched it yet, but it is announceable. We're launching a tool that um, when they type a subject line, uh, it will predict the open rate they're going to get in their campaign. So we kind of give them some expectations in that respect. So that, that, that sort of thing. Mm-hmm. Interesting. Um, what about the other economics? What are you paying to acquire a customer? What's your CAC? We, right now, we don't spend uh, $1 on, on, uh, on ads. We don't, we don't spend money on, on ads. What's your, fully, ads. what's your fully weighted CAC? So it includes the salaries of your marketing and salespeople. Right. So, you know, I guess we have the marketing team right now is two people. Um, it's very low. That's what I, that I was going to say. I mean, it's, it's quite low. Okay. You know, what, what's um, the total team size? So two of them are marketing and sales. What's the rest of the team look like? So 25 people are, are in total in the company. So we'll have 10, 10, 12 people in product, we'll have around four people on sales, two people on marketing um, and operations is the rest. Do you guys remember the last time you sat down for a meal with a friend or a business colleague and they pulled out two phones and put them on the table? Do you remember what you thought? Whenever I see this, I go, oh gosh, what a tool. But look, sometimes you can't blame these folks. They're trying to separate their personal lives and their business lives with two separate phones. Some of you guys with just one phone might get frustrated when you're not sure if calls coming in are personal or business. And we've all gotten a call from an unknown number and wondered if it's, again, a business call or a random caller. Well, now there's a new tool in town making all this easy. Sideline gives you a second number so work and personal communication can live on one device. With the Sideline app, it's easy to own a dedicated business number and still separate work and personal numbers, again, all on that single phone. You'll know when work when calls are for work or if they're personal. You can keep things private. And I love this part. You can text from these two separate numbers. So clients versus customers versus your own kind of personal friends. All from one phone. You'll look more professional. You can automate texts whenever you're busy. And you can team up with others on your team to share responsibility for that one single phone number in case you're away or not available. Sideline comes with calling, texting, picture messaging, and more, giving you all the value of another phone without having to pay for an actual new phone. Right now, you guys can download Sideline for iPhone or Android for a free seven-day trial or learn more at sideline.com forward slash trial. That's sideline.com forward slash trial. What do you assume lifetime value is on these customers? Lifetime value is interesting. Um, we, on average, I would say about 18 months. Um, I don't, to be honest with you, I don't have a recent figure on lifetime value. Uh, we do have a lot of people that have been with us for many years, four or five years since the very beginning, some of them, and we have people that they, you know, they turn after two, three months. We think that the two, three months sort of um, uh, limit is quite crucial. Um, if people stay after two, three months, they generally stay for a long time. 
Um, if that makes sense. Yeah, that makes perfect sense. And those numbers ring out if you just do the math, right? One divided by 0.06, which is your churn, gives you average lifetime value in months of about 16.6. So that's close enough to the 18 number you said. And then when you multiply that by your 200 ARPU number, that gives you about three grand, a little more than three grand in, in lifetime value. So healthy economics. Now, what do you know you have to get a customer to do in the first two to three months to make them be sticky? We, we need to get them to send a campaign and we need to make sure that this campaign goes really well, as in they get their, their money back. They send a campaign in whatever they're, you know, they're trying to sell. Let's say they're trying to sell, I don't know, um, televisions. They sell uh, enough televisions to make sense to buy a plant from us. Mm-hmm. Um, that, that sort of thing. Uh, it, it's really down to the numbers a campaign gets. Um, you know, it, as you said, it's a very segmented market and that means that it's, quite competitive so we need to they they're probably using some other tool right now so they probably have an an idea of what they can expect from email marketing so we need to be better than that Mm -hmm. and what do you i'm curious where most of your growth is coming from in terms of the the list size of your customers are most of them importing lists from mailchimp or other channels or are they installing an opt-in form you give them on their website and they're just getting organic new opt-ins every day 100 percent the first i would say 95 percent the first yeah, you know, people are unfortunately people are. Um, you know, we we obviously strongly prefer the second because that means that we have control over where they got their list from. Um, unfortunately, with the first in the first case, you don't have that control. But everyone has a list from some place. Some people have acquired it in um, obviously a legal way, and some people have acquired it in a bit more sort of shady way. At the end of the day, ninety-five percent of our customers import lists from some place, some yeah. some tool. Yep. Okay, good. And then as you've driven the growth of this thing over the past four or five years, have you bootstrapped or raised capital? We haven't raised capital uh, at all right now. We're 100% bootstrapped. Um, we have uh, external advisors that, you know, we go to, to sometimes ask questions or, um, you know, make, make sure that our strategy aligns with uh, what we're trying to achieve. Um, but we haven't got any external capital in the company still. Okay. And what yeah. is growth rate? Uh, it was Sure. It was, I just want to say it was a decision we want to take the early years, and I think it has paid off uh, in that respect. Yep. Well, now, what does growth rate look like as a bootstrapped company? You're doing 135 per month today. What were you doing 13, 12 months ago? Uh, I would say we... Uh, I'm not going to take the last year into consideration, but every other year, we essentially doubled every 18 months. Okay. Um, uh, sorry, we doubled every nine months. Uh, so, so, if go, so, so if I go back, you know, 10, 11, 12 months, you were doing what, 60 grand then? Now you're doing, you know, 130, 140? Uh, yes, I would. Well, to be honest, last year was a bit slower, but around that, I'd say that, uh, you know, the, the numbers. Why are, was it slower? Correct. It was uh, tricky, you know. Um, companies like us, you know, we're, we're still a small company. Uh, so just to make uh, this clear, we're still a small company. And where are you, so mean, Dennis? Where's the team? Right. So we, the company is a, um, a UK company, but the majority of our operations run from Greece. Okay. Right. So our office right now, where I am right now, is in Greece, in Athens, Greece. And it was slower. So last year was quite slow because we lost one or two of our biggest customers. They're still customer of us, but they really downsized their marketing department, and that obviously made. By how much? Like you lost five grand a month in revenue, ten grand a month in revenue, or more? Fifteen grand. 15 grand. Okay. Got it. Yeah. So we obviously caught, uh, we, we, we caught up to this number, but, um, it, it really sort of changed the growth rate for last year, to be honest with you. Do any of your current customers today make up more than 10% of your monthly revenue? Uh, no, we have one or two 
let's say Wales on our uh, um, you know on our revenue sheet right now. But overall, uh, uh, we don't we don't you know we're quite quite segmented in that respect. Good. Good, good, good. All right, Yanis, let's wrap up here with the famous five. Number one, what is the last business book you read? Last business book. All right. I love the books from the 37 Signals guys. 37 Signal guys. Uh, Rework was the last one. Um, I love that book. Number two, is there a CEO you're following or studying right now? Excuse me? Is there a CEO you're following or studying right now? Um, I really like... Uh, um, I really like the... The, the, the guy that runs uh, Microsoft uh, right now. Um, exactly. I, yeah. I love his story. I love his background, you know. <clears throat> Number three, is there a favorite online tool you have for building your business? The, we, we use, uh, I'm, I'm very much a product-oriented person. We use uh, Pivotal Tracker um, very heavily, and what I love that it? tool. Pivotal Tracker. Pivotal Tracker, okay. Number uh, four, um, how many hours of sleep sure. do you get every night? <laughs> Five or six, I guess. Okay. And what's your situation? Married, single, you have kids? I'm married. Any kiddos? No kids. All right. And how old are you, Yanis? 35. 35. Last question. What do you wish your 20-year-old self knew? Not to start a business. Too hard. Not to start a business? Yeah. Too what hard. Too late. I mean, you know, you know what? It's, it's very interesting. Um, I'd say that to my 20-year-old, but I would still start, I mean, obviously, I would still start a business. I, when I was five-year-old or 10-year-old, that's what I wanted to do. So at the end of the day, I would still start a business. But I wish I knew how hard it would be. Yeah. Um, you know. There you guys have it. Yanis Moose and his team of 20-plus people based out there in UK in Greece launched in 2013 to make email marketing easier. They're coming in and really just price undercutting MailChimp. Having some success, they have about 1,000 users, 700 of which are paying about 200 bucks a month. So today, doing about 135, 140 grand in monthly recurring revenue. That's up from about 60 grand uh, a month in revenue about 13 uh, months ago or so. They're doing 6% logo churn per month, obviously focused on driving that down. Lifetime value of about 18 months or three grand in total lifetime value in dollars. Yanis, thank you so much for taking us to the top. Thanks, Nathan. Bye-bye.